0: Hello and welcome to the Harvard EdCast, a series of conversations with thought leaders in the field of education from across the country and around the world. I'm your host, Matt Weber, and today we're proud to welcome back an alum of the Harvard Graduate School of Education and one of his co-founders of the Leadership Institute and Summer Policy Academy at the Santa Fe Indian School. Welcome, Carnel Choza and Regis Pacos. Thank you. It's good to be here. <laughs> good. I was worried. I was worried that you yeah, weren't grateful we to weren't be here.
1: <laughs> here.
0: <laughs> so, so you're here. Uh, this is the first Ask With Forum of the year that we're talking about at, at Harvard, and I think it's appropriate that it's your story that we're talking about, and it's this notion of education sovereignty. Now, that, that, on all the posters across the campus, education sovereignty. What does that actually mean? How would you define that? And then how is that good framing for what you're gonna speak about today at the Ed School?
2: Given the long history of impositions upon the indigenous people and their respective communities, we're now at a point in our journey and in our history where we are consciously Uh, asking some necessary questions with regard to sustaining and answering the question of what will future generations inherit from us. So education is one of those pillars in our tribal communities that we must re-examine and redefine for the first time in our history as a vision that reflects education for our purposes.
0: When you talk about what you're hoping to sort of pass down to the next generations, what was, what was passed down to you and your generations and then what were some of the challenges of, of the previous generation?
1: Tonight, uh, we'll talk a little bit about um, the history of our communities and you know, where we come from and share a little bit about how core values and um, just you know the experience of being a community member were passed down to us and we hope that through our presentation we'll be able to to shed a little bit of light on on our experience as as Pueblo people.
2: Language, culture, Mm -hmm. and tradition are some of those fundamental elements of the inheritance um, that we received from our forefathers and that is central to Um, the answer of what future generations will inherit from us is the maintenance of language, culture, and traditions.
0: Can you give us a quick snapshot of the Santa Fe Indian School, what it looks like, the history of it, and and where it's come from and where where you're hoping to bring it? Santa Fe
2: Indian School is one of those schools established by the United States federal government to implement its assimilation policy of indigenous people in this country. It was established in 1890, and for almost 100 years, it was the basis of transforming their assimilation policy of our indigenous peoples. Where we are today in this time that history will define as a period of self-determination is to really take this new Time in history to regain control of something so important in sustaining an indigenous way of life. And so, in this time of self determination, we are consciously engaged in redefining the mission of education for our purposes.
1: Yeah. And the school is um, currently owned and run by the 19 Pueblo governors of New Mexico, and we have a a student population of about 650 students that reside and are day students at the school, seventh through twelfth grade.
0: What, how does it look in terms of a, a school system that's different than, say, that, uh, something that people are more aware of in the sense of you know, superintendents and, and the governor's role and the federal role and all the different things and no child left behind and all the different common core standards? How does, how does your system and your school compare to that? When you look at the,
2: the organizational structure, it may not, on the surface, seem like there are any fundamental differences. When you have a governing board and a superintendent and all of the layers of what reflects an organization um, in, in modern um, education management systems, what is different is what is at the core in this redefined vision and mission of the Santa Fe Indian School bringing the core values of the Pueblo people as the centerpiece from which we respond to the current policies and laws that still are imposing in varying degrees no different than what the 1890 establishment of the policy of assimilation is where we are moving is one toward striking a balance between a western form of education to be complemented with a rich cultural traditional um, education to create for what has been elusive over the last 100 plus years uh to strike finally that epiphany of a balance between these two forms of education
1: and we're real fortunate that to be uh, the leadership institute is housed at the santa fe indian school and we're able to develop some creative programming that helps in in that balance say
0: a little bit more about the leadership institute both of you are co-directors of that and, and how it's sort of you said it's housed at the santa fe indian school but w- when did that evolve and how is that sort of functioning at the same time as the school
2: The Leadership Institute was founded upon the need for a conscious response in this time of self-determination and what I mean about a conscious response is that in our examination of the long history of these policies and laws uh, imposed upon us, The cumulative effect of these imposition has been to disconnect us from our lands, to create for the fragile nature in its survival of our native languages that one contributes um, in a very profound way to a way of life driven by these connections to the core values. And so our response in the Leadership Institute is really based on understanding where we have been to examine and make sense that the challenges we face today are deeply rooted in history. And in order to move forward, we have to be conscious not to make the same mistakes as we are regaining control over Uh, the lives and the systems and the institutions of our indigenous communities. So the Leadership Institute um, is a convener. Through our Leadership Institutes, we have brought together tribal leaders to examine governance, community leaders to examine the impact of the loss of language and culture and traditions, uh, community leaders to examine the the state of our jurisprudence, our connections to the land and the environment, and from that begin to look at what we must change, one, to create a different course that does not contribute to the demise and ultimately contribute to what the U.S. government over the last uh, hundred years have consciously conceived to disconnect us from the core values, and so the Leadership Institute was a conscious response that we have to become architects of our own policies and laws if we are gonna maintain and strengthen uh, our connection to core values that defines our way of life.
0: I think that name, the word architect is really key here and it seems like the work that you're doing. I'm curious, Carnell, when you were here at the ed school, was any of this work part of your your coursework? Did you chat with students here about this? Did any of the ideas or the work that you're doing now sort of manifest itself in the work that you were doing here when you were at the ed school?
1: Actually, yes, it did. And um, part of my story is... um, Based on a meeting I had with my advisor at the time, Professor Mike Nakula, and his question was, um, his first question was, "Who are you and what do you bring to the table?" And that was a really powerful question for me because, you know, at that time I really didn't know. And so, you know, through reading, um, I was in the Risk and Prevention Program, and and through reading bell hooks and her teaching to transgress and and self actualization, I, I really started to examine what it is I needed to do to contribute and strengthen our our young people really. So part of my research was examining intergenerational relationships and elderly and how a lot of knowledge is transferred in our communities through our elders. And so my my focus was on developing programs that brought eight different age groups together to to really um, strengthen individuals um, families and and communities
0: seems like the work that you guys have both been doing at at the at the Institute and um, at the Santa Fe Indian School is very powerful work and it's difficult work and you're also going against decades uh, of of education an education system that's been established and we all know that an education change does not happen quickly Um, is there anything that our listeners can do to help move change for you? Is there any call to action? Um, Is there any way that they can support the work that you guys are doing in Santa Fe?
2: With our multiple initiatives, it takes tremendous amount of time and energy and people and resources to support uh, this movement that is a compelling one, and that if we are not successful, we will see the death of Native languages in this country, that we represent the last surviving languages. And like an endangered species uh, this world and humanity would lose a very significant spirit of, of that entire uh, environment within which we exist. And so resource support is very much a significant time-consuming effort on our part to secure and to shore up that we have resources to sustain these efforts that will take um, many, many years, but we feel compelled that in this time it is absolutely necessary that we do what we are doing to raise the consciousness of our people and once again regain control and sustain uh, a way of life that was given to us by our creator.
0: Regis and Carnell, thank you so much for coming back to Harvard and to Harvard and um, good luck today at the Ask with Forum and uh, keep up the good work.
2: Thank, thank you. you, it's really an honor uh, to be here.
0: This has been the Harvard EdCast, a production of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. I'm your host, Matt Weber. Thank you kindly for listening. The Harvard Graduate School of Education, working at the nexus of practice, policy, and research.